You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, greetings. Good, good day, wherever in the world you're watching from. I just want to bring to you the Word of God today. Uh, you're welcome to Taking Territories. Today we're going to share the Word of God on what I call consecrated to the awesome God. All right? Consecrated to the awesome God. We are beginning our uh, annual fast as a church and Christians all over the world are really like um, setting aside time to pray, to seek the face of God, to dedicate the year to Him and, and so on. So we are going to do that. We begin tomorrow. And um, yeah, so I just want to share with you a few, a few things from the Word of God, a few thoughts uh, on the subject of consecration. Consecration is a vital subject in the Bible. Okay, yes. So let's let's read. Let's go from the book of um, uh, Exodus, chapter nineteen, and um, now I'll read from verse four. Uh, Exodus nineteen, from verse four, he says, uh, "God is speaking to Moses and says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings.'" And brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before them all the words which the Lord commanded him. Then all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. So Moses brought back words of the people to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I come to you, in the thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. So Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and let them be ready for the third day, for the, on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And you shall set bounds uh, for the people around, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or touch its base. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. And we'll stop there. So God is, I mean, he has just delivered this, uh, an entire nation. He has just delivered them from 400 years, 400 years of bondage. Imagine over 400 years of slavery. He has just delivered them, brought them out with a mighty outstretched arm. He has brought them out uh, with great signs, wonders, miracles. He, 
you know, release plagues uh, over the entire nation of Egypt. And uh, God did such a miraculous work in the nation, I mean, in, in, in Egypt, just to liberate his people, to liberate his people. And now he is, he's, he has brought them here to the mount and he's about to get into a special covenant with the people, all right, with the nation. So God is reminding them and he's saying to them, you, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle wings and brought you to myself. So their deliverance from Egypt was for God himself, to God himself. Just like you and I, we are saved, we've been delivered, we have been conveyed, uh, uh, translated from the kingdom of darkness, you know, into, uh, into the kingdom of his, uh, the, uh, 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 into the kingdom of God. All right. So God has brought us to himself. He saved us for himself. He saved us and delivered us so that we could be with him. He wants to spend time with us. He wants us to spend time with him. Okay. So he is telling Moses that he is reminding him of this. And then he says to them that if they will uh, obey his voice and keep his covenant, He's about to get into a special covenant with them. I says, if you're going to obey me and keep this covenant, then you are going to be uh, a special people to me above all peoples of the earth. All right. And he says that they're going to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. This, we see this repeated, this, this, Something similar mentioned by Peter in First Peter chapter, uh, chapter two verse nine, where he says, "You are you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, uh -huh. a, 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 a peculiar people, call for to show forth the praises of God." Yes, so we are a royal priesthood. So God had a call on national Israel. He called them to be a kingdom of priests. He called them to be a kingdom of priests. That was God's plan. That was God's purpose for the entire nation. All right. So, but God says, I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down on Mount Sinai. I'm going to speak to you, Moses. And the people are going to hear. They will hear the conversation. I'm going to speak to you from the mountain uh, in, the, in the cloud. From the cloud, I will speak to you to the hearing of the people. But you need to do this, Moses. He says, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Consecrate them. The word to consecrate means to set apart. It means to make holy. It means to sanctify. Okay. So God is telling Moses, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. I'm going to do great things. And I'm going to speak. Yes, I'm going to speak. And, but before that happens, tell the people or go prepare the people for my visitation. Go and prepare the people because 
I'm going to come down on the third day to speak. Oh my goodness, it's going to be an awesome sight. <laughs> yeah, so in the same manner, we're setting aside some days, 21 days, to seek the face of God, to consecrate ourselves. To consecrate ourselves and to set ourselves aside. To consecrate means to set apart for holy use. Okay, so we want to set ourselves aside so that God can come down and speak to us. This is a time, this is a time that as you, you, you also need to understand what God has done for you in the past. Just like here, he's reminding Moses of what he did and how he brought them out of Egypt. How he delivered them from the enemy. How he delivered them from bondage. How he brought them to himself and we need to be reminded as well we need to be reminded of what God has done God has done great things hallelujah he has done great things in the past remember how he preserved you from last year to now remember how he has kept you remember you went through all kinds of stuff and yet God was able to preserve you and deliver you. There were times you thought you would not make it. There were times you felt, you felt that you were finished. There were times you felt, I'm going under now. There's no hope for me. But God came through for you. Remember all those things that he did in your life. In the past. Remember what he did yesterday. Remember what he did last week. Remember how he brought you from the valley of the shadow of death. And now you are whole. You are healed. You are free. Remember how he has preserved you. Remember that the world is being plagued by a virus at the moment. But remember that God has been preserving you. Remember, remember. And this is time for us to consecrate ourselves to this awesome God. This God is awesome. Words cannot describe. Our vocabulary is not enough to describe who God is. Our words are limited. Our knowledge is limited. So when, as we consecrate ourselves, God is telling Moses to prepare these people. Why? Because God wants to reveal himself to the people in a way they've never experienced before. And so God says that they need to prepare themselves. Consecrate yourselves. He says, yeah, consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their clothes. The clothes here is speaking uh, to us in the New Testament is symbolic and is speaking of our garments, our garments of righteousness. This is the time of purification. This is a time you go before God for cleansing. This is a time you need to cleanse your heart. You need to cleanse your motives. You need to cleanse, um, cleanse yourself. You know, ask the Lord to cleanse you. You come before him. Consecrate the people. Yes, that's what 
Moses, um, God said to Moses, go and consecrate the people. Go and consecrate the people. So God is telling us today as well. It's time. And as we prepare to go seek the face of God, as we prepare to go, you know, and set aside um, times of prayer, times of in the word, reading the word, meditating in the word. You know, we forgo some meals. Okay, we forgo some meals to say, Lord God, we're consecrating ourselves to you. Hallelujah. So this is, a, this is a great time. It's an exciting time because as you begin to consecrate yourself, as you set aside time to seek his face, set aside time to pray, set aside time to forgo, forgo um, your food, forgo your, some pleasures, you know, that, um, that you are used to that a normal part of your life, you need to set aside some time. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. And this is a time of introspection. This is a time of repentance. It's a time, it's a time for us to say, Lord God, here am I. I'm, 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 I'm presenting myself to you. I'm preparing myself to you. Speak to me. What would you have me do this year? What do you have in mind for me? I'm positioning myself to be a vessel in your hands. Important. Yes. So consecration is powerful, is vital. And as Christians, we need to, we need to continue to live a consecrated life. All right, so it's not just a 21-day thing, but it's a lifetime of consecration. You can live a consecrated life. Let's look at another scripture in the book of, um, still in Exodus, and I want to look at chapter 28. And um, Yeah, chapter 28, and I'll read uh, from verse 1. It says, this is God speaking to Moses again, all right? So in chapter 19, he's, he's he was asked to prepare the people to consecrate them um, because God had a purpose for the entire nation. This was for the entire nation, okay? This was for the entire nation. And if you read, you read um, the rest of the chapter, you see that um, God indeed came down and they began to speak. They heard the thunders, the, the, there was an earthquake and there was, you know, fire on the mountain. <laughs> and the people were so scared. They were scared and they said to Moses, Moses, you go listen to God. We don't want to hear God before we die. You know? um, and so they shrunk back from the call of God to be a holy nation, to be a royal priesthood to God. The entire nation was going to be a priest, a priestly nation. Uh, a priest is someone that goes, goes before God on behalf of the people. So God wanted, God's plan was for, for national Israel to be a consecrated nation that will go before him on behalf of the whole earth, on behalf of other nations. But they refused. They shrunk back and they said, no, Moses, 
We don't, we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want God to speak to us like this lest we die. You go hear God and you come tell us whatever he says. Come tell us what he says and we will do whatever he says. But as for this, this encounter, it's too intense for us. And you know that there are people who God is like, God is really like calling and he say, I want, to, I want to speak to you. I want to use you. I want to use you to do great things. And people are shrinking back and they're saying, no, God, not me. Leave, leave me alone. I am not worthy. It's not, it's not about your worthiness. I'm telling you, it's about what he is able to do through you. It's about what he's able to do. So God can use anyone. Just consecrate yourself. Set yourself apart. Don't be like national Israel that, that turned their back on the call to be a, a, a holy nation, to be a, a royal priesthood. And so because of that, because of their, their disobedience there, God now decides to, um, to set aside a tribe. He selected one tribe in the nation, the tribe of Levi, he selected a tribe of Levi, and uh, from the tribe of Levi, he selected Aaron. Okay, we know Moses was from the tribe of Levi. Aaron was his elder brother. So now look at 28 verse 1. It says, now take Aaron your brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel that he may minister to me as priests. Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ethamah. You shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and beauty. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him that he may minister to me as priest to consecrate him. So there are garments. Remember in, 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 um, in chapter 19, God says they should also wash their clothes. <laughs> God was preparing the entire nation for priesthood. But here now God is coming to this. This is, this is, this is plan B now. God now chooses a, a, a tribe and then from there he chooses Aaron and his sons um, for, for, for priesthood, to serve as priests, to minister to God. Do you know that as a believer, you and I, we are called to be kings and priests to God. According to Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, we are called to be kings and priests. He has made us kings and priests unto God. So part of our priesthood, it, it requires consecration. Priesthood without consecration is, is profane. It's, it's profane. So you, it's important for us, we're going to serve God and we want to operate as, as a royal priesthood. We need to consecrate ourselves. So God is said, saying to Moses, take Aaron and his sons and consecrate them. Set them apart. Set them apart so my anointing can come upon them and I will use them as priests. And so, uh, uh, and, and, and for us today, 
we, I, 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 I want to say this and emphasize that there are aspects of consecration. All right? So there are things that Jesus has already done for us. So we don't, we don't need to, we, we, we don't need, uh, he has already made a way for us. He has consecrated um, uh, himself and also he has made a way for us to approach the Father. We can go boldly before the throne of grace, for instance. We can go by the blood of Jesus. We don't need bulls and, 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 and goats and sheep. We don't need the blood of bulls and goats and sheep in order to consecrate ourselves. We just need the blood of Jesus. We just apply the blood of Jesus on our hearts, on our consciences, and on our spirit. You know, our entire being by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is what God will, um, will receive. It's what he sees. So there is what God has done already for you and I. He has already made us holy by our association with him. Or by his association with us. His identification with us. Hallelujah. So he, he has redeemed us by his blood and he has made us a holy nation. Let me read from 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, um, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He says, um, he says there, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation. Can you see? This is exactly what God wanted to do with national Israel when they shrunk back. But now God is, has done that for us um, through Jesus Christ. All right? So we are a holy nation. We are already holy by the blood of Jesus. Okay? So that's speaking of positional holiness. All right? Holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. He has called us. He says, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who have obtained mercy, but now who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So we are now the people of God. We are now God's authorized representatives. That's why we need to consecrate ourselves in view of what God has done. In view of what Jesus has done. Now you can relate with God like he planned for national Israel to relate with him. And not even that, like Jesus relates with God. Why? You are a royal priesthood. So it's important for us to consecrate ourselves because if you're not consecrated, your priesthood will be ineffective. Your priesthood will be ineffective without consecration. So you need consecration so that you can stand before God and you can function uh, in your priesthood without any inhibition. Okay, so it's important for you to, to, do, to do that. Let me show you something in, um, in Zechariah. 
in Zechariah chapter 3, you see here the, 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 the high priest, um, Joshua the high priest, okay? Joshua the high priest, um, verse, verse 1 he says, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this a brand plucked out of fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Now look at that. This is the priest of God in filthy garments. A priest is not supposed to have filthy garments. He's not supposed to have filthy garments. You see that in, um, in Exodus 28 where we read. Okay. And so he's not supposed to have filthy garments. But he stood there with filthy garments. He was clothed with filthy garments. And was standing before the angel. He was standing before God. This is a theophany. So he was standing before the angel of the Lord. He was standing before God in filthy garment. That's incredible. And he stood and he answered and spoke to those who stood be, uh, before him saying, take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you. I will clothe you with rich robes and then i said let them put a clean turban on his head so they put a clean turban on his head and they put clothes on him and the angel of the lord stood by hallelujah so during consecration the filthy garments are removed if you have stained your garment if you have um if you have um uh, gotten into what you shouldn't get into as a priest of God. This is a good time for you as you consecrate yourself. Let there be a cleansing. Let your garments be cleansed so that in the spirit you will not appear like Joshua the high priest here. In the spirit you will be seen like, like the saints in Revelation. White robes, yes. You know, your, your, your garments in the spirit will be white and pure by the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. So by faith, you need to apply the blood. You need to consecrate yourself. Hallelujah. Consecrate yourself. Let me, see, let me show you another scripture. Yes, I love this subject of consecration. Why? Why? Because I'm telling you that uh, many times, Many times we weaken ourselves spiritually when we don't cleanse ourselves, when we don't consecrate ourselves. Look at what it says in Second uh, Timothy chapter two. All right, Second Timothy chapter two. In Second Timothy chapter two, it says, um, uh, verse, verse, verse nineteen. Now, he had just finished talking about some people who were, um, who were going around uh, spreading false doctrine and, 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 and uh, polluting the body of Christ. And uh, so he says in verse 19, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, 
having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. All right? And then verse 20 says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Listen to me. Paul is talking to born-again people here. He's talking to born-again people here and he's saying, if anyone cleanses himself, if anyone would consecrate himself, if anyone would sanctify himself, so there is the sanctification that takes place, that takes place through what Jesus did. You have been set apart. You've been made a holy nation, okay? You've made a holy nation unto God, but then there is a continuous consecration. There's a present continuous consecration. There's a consecration that, takes, that took place, uh, uh, what, when Jesus went to the cross and made a way for you and set you apart for God, all right? When you received Jesus into your heart, you were consecrated. But then there is a present continuous consecration as well, which, which is um, what Paul is referring to here. There is a consecration that you need to continue. You need to do it today and continue to live in a consecrated, uh, consecrated life. You need to continue to live a consecrated life. It's important. So he says when you do that, you will become a vessel for honor. When God wants to do some honorable things, he looks for consecrated vessels. There are certain things that don't require consecrated vessels, but there are things in God's kingdom that require consecrated vessels. If what he wants to do doesn't require consecrated vessel, he can use you. That's why he can use a heathen, he can, use, uh, he, he, can, he can use a heathen for certain things, but there are certain things that he only would use the righteous. And then there are certain things that he would use the consecrated, and there are certain things that he will use anybody. He can use a donkey, all right? He could use a donkey to speak to a prophet. He could use a donkey to rebuke a prophet. Can you imagine that? That doesn't require consecration. It doesn't require consecration. So there are things that God will use people for. It doesn't matter their state, but there are certain things that require consecrated vessels. This God is awesome. And there are certain things that he says, no, this is only reserved for those who are living a consecrated life. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Okay, let's look at another scripture. I think I'll close with this scripture. In um, Romans chapter 12, my goodness, we're talking about consecration, present continuous. Verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. The, in, 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 in the uh, NIV, it says it's your spiritual act of service. All right, so even presenting your bodies, 
during this time of consecration, this is a time to present your body, present your body, everything, really, present everything to Him. It's your reasonable service. It's a spiritual act of worship. Consecration is part of our worship, I'm telling you. Yes. So you present your bodies to the Lord. You present your eyes, what you see. You present your ears, what you listen to. You present your mouth, what you say. You present it to God. Present it as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. All right? And not only do you need to consecrate your body, you need to also consecrate your mind. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Your mind. You know that our minds are filled with all kinds of things. There are things, the world. If you live in this world, you need to live in a state of constant consecration. Why? Because we get polluted all the time. We get polluted all the time. You just need to put on the TV and there is something that will pollute you. You just, need to, you just need to go on the internet and there are certain things that can pollute you. So you need to consecrate yourself continuously, continuously. Living a continuous life or consecration, it's important for us. Hallelujah. I know some people think, oh, well, you know, this thing, you, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about works. What about grace and all of that? Listen to me. Let's not go there. That's for another day. But I'm telling you, there's what Jesus has done and there is what he's doing right now through our consecration and there's what he's going to do finally when he appears. Hallelujah. So there is, so we, if, you, if you like, we can put it this way, there is the um, um, past consecration, there is present continuous consecration, and then there is future consecration when the Lord will take us to himself totally, completely out of this world. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm telling you that this is a good time. This is a time that we need to set aside. Just focus on seeking God. Focus on purifying your garments. Okay? Your garments. You know that in the spirit you have garments? Yeah. The Bible talks about the garment of praise. The Bible talks about humility being a garment. You know, that there are robes of righteousness. All of these need to be washed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So through consecration, by the word of God, by the blood of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he will continue to consecrate you. And you know what? As, as Moses consecrated the, 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 the children of Israel in, in, in Exodus 19, they experience a revelation of God, of this awesome God, in a way they'd never seen before. So as we seek Him, the theme of our fast is awesome God. As we seek Him and as we consecrate ourselves, I want you to have the faith that God will reveal Himself to you that God will reveal himself to you. This awesome God will reveal himself to you. That he will reveal himself to you in a way you never have seen him before. Or maybe in a fresh way. 
a new, a fresh light. You need to see God in a fresh light. Do you know that you cannot just know God unless He is revealed to you? God is God. God is just not is not known just by senses like that. It's, he, he has to reveal Himself. Yeah, He has to reveal Himself. So trust Him to reveal Himself to you um, as you seek Him. Trust Him that He will speak to you through His Word. Trust him to open his word to you. You begin to see treasures in the word of God like never before as you seek his face. As you seek his face, as you consecrate yourself to this awesome God, may you, be, uh, may you have experiences of God like the Israelites had by, the Mount, by Mount Sinai. Hallelujah. May you have awesome experiences of this God as you consecrate yourself. And I, and, I, and I pray that the Lord will give you grace to seek his face. Grace to be focused as you do that. That he will impart to you grace. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing we can do without his grace. Alright? So he gives us grace to seek him. David said, blessed is the man whom you cause to approach you. Yes. So it is even a privilege for us to be able to approach this God. All right. So I want to pray for you right now. And I want to say in the name of Jesus, that as you seek him, as you consecrate your, yourself, think about all those areas. As you begin to pray and as you... As you seek his face, there are areas he's going to begin to point in your life that need realignment. Okay? This is, this is a season of alignment as well. Aligning yourself to the will of God. Maybe, maybe your life has gone uh, a different direction. Maybe your life has gone in a different direction. Huh? This is a time for you to begin to, to, to come back. This is a time for you to come back to where God had for you. Okay? So I want you to know that this is a very special moment. This is a very special moment. Not only you, only are you doing this so that God will do great things. Because we've declared um, um, great, um, this, is, this, 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 this is a, a year of greater heights and unprecedented exploits. These things are all tied to consecration to this awesome God. They're all linked. They're all linked. So as you spend time, okay, as you spend time, begin to not only look for what God can do, but why don't you trust God that your relationship with him will go to another level, to a higher level than it was before? Why don't you trust God? That your heart will be more aligned to him. Okay? Yes. Why don't you trust God? Trust him that um, he, will, he will remove things from your life that hinder you from being fully obedient to him. These are all things that can be dealt with when we consecrate ourselves. Yes. During consecration. Are there things that we need God to to help us. You, need, you, need, you, you, need, you know, there are certain things that it's as you come closer to God, then God imparts to you 
the grace to deal with those things, to overcome in those areas. Whatever area it is, I want you to believe God. Okay? Believe God. Maybe you've been struggling with a lot of doubt in your mind about the greatness of God or the reality of God. Those doubts, let me tell you, those doubts in your mind, those, those doubts are part of the darts that the enemy has fired to your mind. But during consecration, those things can be, um, your mind can be cleansed from those things. You can be freed from those things. Okay? If you will consecrate yourself. Hallelujah. If you will consecrate yourself. Yeah. So there is so much that God wants to do. But he needs to have you. He needs to have your full attention. He needs to have um, your, your dedication. All right? He needs, he needs to have your faith. He needs your faith to do things. Certain things require faith. There are certain things that God will do just because he's sovereign. But I'm telling you, he that comes to God must believe that he is. And he's a water of them that diligently seek him. So this is a time to seek God. This is a time to seek God so that he can reward you. There's a reward for seeking God. I'm telling you. Yes. There's a reward for consecration. Hallelujah. Yes. So I don't know what you are believing God for. I don't know what your heart's cry is. But I just want you to know that as you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. It's like you taking um, two steps towards God and God takes ten steps towards you. Hallelujah. Amazing. So these things are important. These things are important. How we approach God is important. How we seek his face is important. This is a time to humble yourself through fasting and prayer. Okay? If there's any pride in your heart, let God wash you, cleanse you from that. If your motives for serving God, for serving in his house, for, you know, for um, maybe obedience, if your motives are wrong, let God help you to purify those motives during the time of consecration. If there's iniquity in your life, this is a good time to deal with those things through consecration. A lot can be resolved through prayer, fasting, and consecration when it's done with the right attitude. Amen. Glory to God. So don't make this a hunger strike because if you just go without food, you don't make time to pray, you don't make time on the Word of God. That's, I call that hunger strike. Make time to feed your spirit with the Word of God and then let the Lord that to you. This is a time for you to eat manna. Hallelujah. <laughs> manna from heaven. Glory to God. So you starve your body of food but or you rather you deprive your body of food but then you feed your spirit. Feed your spirit more. Your intake of the word of God should be more. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Why don't you just begin to bless God with me? Father God, I thank you. I bless you for every single one. I thank you. This is an exciting time. It's an ex exciting time 
just to be with you, to set aside time to seek you more than ever before. Glory to God. Yes, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister watching this uh, broadcast right now. I ask, oh God, that your hand will come upon them. Let there be a staring in their hearts. Let there be an awakening, oh God. Let there be a yearning. Let there be a hunger that will draw them closer. Lord God, show them areas of their lives. Show all of us areas of our lives, Lord God, that need cleansing. Need the areas where we need to appropriate our faith for cleansing. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. And I ask also, Father, that you would release the spirit of grace and supplication upon your people. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So uh, before we go, if you have not given your life to Jesus and you'd like to do that, I want to pray for you right now. Why don't you repeat this after me? Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. And I confess with my mouth. I say, Jesus, come in. Make me a new person. Yes, make me brand new. Cleanse me. Give me a new heart. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, we always love to hear from you. Please share this message. Talk to someone. Call them aside. You know, call them to pray together. Don't be a lone ranger. You need one another. Hallelujah. All right. So we'll be back next week, same time. And... Uh, Contact us for more information about this period of prayer, fasting, and consecration. If you would want to join us, if you want to participate, uh, please make contact with us. Drop us an email, and then we will be in touch with you. God bless you. Thank you so much. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.